Okay, so concerning how we kill this demon, which I feel like is, you know, is pretty much confirmed. It's pretty much confirmed with that, you know, um, with the, with how I found my purpose and my destiny. You know, there was this worship position that I fell into as I was praying. And I remember being told as I fell into this worship position. And I actually was even warned about this, like, months before it ha- before this happened. But as I fell into this worship position, like, I wasn't there all the way perfectly. And I remember being told, like, you know, you don't, you're not supposed to do it like that. You got to do it perfectly. And I was like, um, I was, I ignored it. Like, I could have done it then, but I didn't do it. And it was like, oh, don't worry, you will. And I was like, you know, should I have done it? It's like, don't worry, you'll do it. But um, obviously it wasn't meant to happen at that moment, in that time, even though it could have. So that's another thing that I be, I'm, you know, I wonder about. Like, I could be doing things differently, but, you know, I don't. So that's also something like, you know, concerning the questions I have or, you know, oftentimes when I'm like feeling like I may be, you know, like I'm wrong or I should be up doing something. Like, shouldn't I get up and do this? And I need to get myself up to do this and these different things concerning that. But it's like, you know, everything happens for a reason. I have to remind myself that I don't want to make excuses. I feel that the Lord is confirming that these things have to be done. They have to be done. So why why aren't I up doing these things? And of course, it does make it seem as if I don't care for these people more than she does because she's torturing them. She doesn't care for them at all. But if I'm allowing this to go on for longer than it could happen now, I'm allowing them to be tortured by her. Isn't it, you know, it's like it's my fault. But that's what it's supposed to look like. You know, this is part of the fight. This is part of it. And it's a fulfillment of the prophecy to the T from what I can hear them discussing. Like, perfectly. Like, everything. Like, I hear it every now and again. They're like, wow. Literally. Like, it's a fulfillment of the prophecy. Literally. And they laugh. Like, it's literally happening exactly how it's supposed to. Like, they know detail for detail what's going to happen. And for me, I know that that's true. God is... You know, marvelous. He's marvelous in that way. He will prophesy something. It will happen exactly how it's intended to, no matter what someone else does to prevent that from happening, to prevent that from going a certain kind of way, or to change it. You cannot change it. You cannot change God's, you know, truth. So, that being said, of course I'm confident. I'm confident in the fulfillment of his prophecy and what he said was going to happen. But even if I never had any of these confirmations or validation or anything, I still would be confident in what God said. Like he's done so much in my life and proven himself so many times. I trust him. I trust him. But of course, this is a process of me reaching a new level and being transformed to a version of myself where I I never lack doubt. Excuse me. I never doubt. I never lack trust, that's what I was going to say, in him at all, in any time. So I have to 
you know, I have to overcome a carnal mind. I have to kill my flesh, you know. So I noticed this a couple years ago in 2019 when I moved out to Houston. Before the Lord moved me out here, he said, I have an assignment for you. A week before that, he said, you know, I said, Lord, I'm not nowhere near, you know, where these people are. I know I'm not going to heaven. You know, he told me I was going to hell. I said, it's okay. I just want to, I just want to know your truth. I just have a thirst for your truth and knowledge. And, you know, I remember just meditating on the Bible and I kept building my rapport with God. And I said, Lord, I know I'm not anywhere near these people who truly, you know, deserve a spot in heaven. I know I'm so far from that. I may never make it. And the Lord said, you have no idea where you are. You know, you are you're you are closer than you think soon after that he said to me you have a chance at the top spot just keep going and I kept going and then he said he showed us he showed up he said I have an assignment for you he showed up and I saw God in his throne chair he was so mad he was wroth the very definition of that word wroth I feel like only God can truly define that word. He was wroth. And Jesus was crying so hard. Jesus was crying so hard. And he showed me that he was crying because how angry God was with us. And it feel that God was this very, this close, I think he said it, he was this close to wiping us all out as a whole. He was extremely angry. And I said, like with me, And he was like, not you, but you know, like, yeah, you know, you are filthy and and full of sin, but not you per se. But yeah, he was super angry with us. But then he gave me my assignment and he said, your assignment is to revise these people. And I said, will they be revised? And, you know, he, he didn't say he don't know, but it was like, it's not clear. It's clear to him, but it's not for sure. But, um. I said, so will I fail? And he's like, you won't fail. You know, I believe in you. You know, I know you can do this, you know. But will they be revised? You know, maybe that's up to them. So I'm like, he's like, I'm like, it's that bad? He's like, yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. So, you know, God had already been preparing me and warning me, like, about different people he showed me who he was and I said you know after I experienced the Lord's love I said you know who who wouldn't worship you who wouldn't accept you who wouldn't choose you after after you show them who you are like if you can change me you can change anybody and he said you know you you don't understand you don't know you know how people are People are extremely wicked, and even after showing them who I am, they still wouldn't choose me. And I believe in that moment the Lord favored me because of my belief in him, you know, my hope for, you know, the change in people. I pray and I ask that we give we be given another chance at fulfilling our promise to keep the Ten Commandments so they can remove the curse. And he explained to me, we are cursed because we didn't fulfill the promise. 
but we can't fulfill the promise until he removes the curse. So he's still angry at us. And he has to decide to do that. He was saying maybe around that time. Then he told me the top spot. Then he gave me this assignment. And I believe that this assignment, this assignment is directly connected to, you know, a fulfillment of the promise. What is not clear is what will happen first. Whether we will have to fulfill our promise first or he will have to remove the curse. As he said, we can't fulfill the promise unless he removes the curse. But we won't we haven't fulfilled our promise, which is why we're cursed. So maybe he'll remove the curse in order for us to fulfill the promise. But maybe what is happening here is sort of a, you know, like a Um, I can't find the right words, so I'll just explain it. We have to, you know, a goodwill gesture. We have to give him something. We got to pay first this time. We didn't fulfill our promise. You know, we broke our promise. He kept his. At this point, we have to give him something, some sort of leverage or something, you know, first for him to do you know, for him to remove the curse. Maybe this is that, you know, show me, you know, fulfill this assignment, do what you're called to do. And then I remove the curse, you know, so you can't fulfill your promise kind of thing. Like when you have to leave an ID, you know, at the car dealership in order to test drive the car. So, um, I'm trying to bring different things like this into perspective, but, you know, the Lord said, don't worry about the how, don't worry about the how, you know, so that was clear when he gave me my assignment, you know, he said, you're going to do all of these different things in your life, your heart's desires will be fulfilled, he gave me wisdom, this one, he said, I remind him of Solomon, you know, and he said, all of this is going to happen really quick, fairly quickly. I remember when I was younger, you know, I was around 15 years old. The Lord told me, you can go to law school, doc, be, go to school to be a doctor, and culinary school, however many schools all at once. And you can do all of this in half the time. You're, you know, you're smart enough. You can do that. And I would be like, what? It's like people, people spend like 30 years doing this. I can never do all of this in my lifetime. He told me I was going to do all of this in my lifetime. And he said that, you know, I was even going to retire early because that was one of my prayers. Like, can I retire early? And he said I was even going to retire early. And I said, Lord, how can this all happen in one lifetime? I, I don't have all, enough time in the world. And he says, because you're a phenomenal woman. So he's like, the Lord never breaks a promise. He always tells the truth, and it's unbelievable this stuff can sound. As, you know, the Lord says he does greater than you can think or imagine. So I can never think or imagine these things being made possible, but I'm starting to see them manifest every day. And he told me this way before any of the signs were there. You know, I remember in 2021, I believe, that was last year. 
beginning of last year, like I felt like I could break free right then. And I felt like I could go finish law school in a couple of years. Like just right then, I felt like I could do that. And I can go to two more schools at the same time. I can do it all right now. I just felt so clear-minded, so, you know, free. And that was an indication of demons being broken off of me that have been hindering me my entire life. So why didn't I do it? Because what it was was a proposal to leave this demon with your life, not to take our life, to abandon the prophecy, to abandon my assignment that the Lord sent me on. It was just never going to happen. It just, it's just not, that's just not the prophecy. It won't happen that way. So I felt it. I also felt that it was like they even tried to bribe me, you know, into giving them my power. They've been doing that this whole time. They were like, you leave now, you go to law school, you do all these other things, and, you know, you give up. I'm like, give up? You mean quit? You mean abandon my assignment from the Lord? You mean give up? Like, really, like, disobey my father? That's what you mean? No. And it was like, all right, well, like, you know, then it's got to happen. It does. It has to happen. Because, you know, what something I've been, I've, you know, realized, something I've definitely realized in this process, like, it, it's just not going to happen no other way than God intends for it to happen, period. Even if I said, okay, I quit, and I want to go try and, you know, finish law school and move forward, you know, they would have been right back after me. And I don't know, a short time, I don't know, they would have been right back after me, chasing me down, trying to kill me. Because I cannot still be alive. And this demon which is alive because they're aware of this prophecy that they that this demon which has to die. These millions have to be free. They're aware. They have to be because they won't leave me alone no matter how many times I've tried to shake it. But what it is, you know, is that, you know, I'm nothing without God. So how could I ever give up on him anyways? I'll probably go try and move forward in my life and... You know, I'll try to reach out to the Lord. It's directly connected. My power is, you know, in the Lord. So I can't even have a relationship with God. I have to sell my entire soul. It's not happening. That's not happening. There's no way I'm going to, you know, live a life without God. So that just, it wouldn't have worked. It, it just can't work. And and something also something else that I realized, like, they, they can't be that smart because, you know, in the process of everything, they try to wipe my mind clean. And that's what would have been necessary they would have had to wipe me clean no kill me like they try to kill me they try to do everything that they can to prevent this they would have they try to wipe my mind clean my mind almost went blank like none of my memories nothing that indicated that was identifiable to myself all gone everything i would have just been like a i don't know brainless body you know they try to wipe my mind clean, like, in order to prevent this prophecy from being fulfilled. It couldn't happen. It wouldn't work. They try to kill me. It couldn't happen. It wouldn't work. So there's no way I can move forward. There's no way I can move forward without, you know, 
this prophecy being fulfilled, like regardless of what they think. And it's not me, you know, trying to negotiate. Like there's no negotiating with Satan. You know, he doesn't, you can't negotiate with Satan. And there's definitely no negotiating with God when he's prophesied over somebody's life. Satan is not to be feared. It's God who should be feared, who is feared. So, um, with this prophecy being fulfilled, it just, it has to be. There's no way around it. I know that. I know in that moment when they proposed that, you know, they've done it a few times. You know, I wanted to be like, okay. And just, like, like, is it really that serious? Does it really have to go that way? Do you really have to die? You know, I wanted to do that, and I just realized that, that can't happen. It's never going to happen. It's not true. You know, if anything, they probably would have just tried to buy themselves, like, you know, four years or eight years of law school, you know, to try and extend this. But it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have worked. It's all going to happen according to God's perfect timing. He even knows the day and hour is going to happen. So, that's never going to work. But I never want to indicate that I'm ever, you know, truly considering giving my faith away. Never. Never. You know, that's a deception. Never. You know, but it's, it is an indication of, you know, what I'm dealing with. What we are dealing with. You know, what God is dealing with here in this situation. So... As I've said, you know, the Lord knows, the Lord knows what has to happen. The Lord knows what has to happen in this process. He knows. The Lord knows what has to happen in this process. He knows. So it will happen. As wicked and crazy as things make it. That's a fulfillment of prophecy. You know, this is how the wicked fight. This is how they fight. They fight by, you know, doing all these wicked, you know, unheard of, unseen, you know, so wicked that you shouldn't even talk about it. But you speak about these things in order to warn the people of God to wake them up. They do all this different stuff. They do all these different things in order to um, deceive people away from the Lord. Because when all this wicked stuff is going on, sometimes you question God's goodness and his presence in your life. That's the fight. Knowing who, who he is. So. As long as you trust the Lord and hope in a better future, even if things don't look, you know, bright, even if things don't look encouraging, even if things don't look hopeful, you're winning. That's something that this situation has taught me. Because if I'm winning past everything they are doing to me, everything that they've been doing to me, they laugh at me. They say, I have no power. I have no real power. I'm under a strong deception. I'm just weak and I'll lose and... You know, Satan has me and I'm bowed down to an altar and all this stuff. Maybe it comes into play and matters, you know, for the sake of the fight. 
But ultimately, what matters is that I trust and believe God when he says something. That's the real fight. So everything else is a deception. And that's something I've been trying to warn people of. I'm like, this stuff is not really happening. This is not real. This is not real. Like, they think that I'm brainwashed or delusional. No, that's not true. That's not true, you know, concerning, you know. That's not true concerning, you know, God's people and God's children. That's true concerning anyone who believes Satan, the deceptions, you know. This stuff is not real. It may seem as though it is. It's not. I've seen it. You know, things weren't like this before I got here. This stuff started to plague me. I saw demons falling off of me in the spirit, you know, that were, you know, responsible for a lot of these different, this torture, a lot of these different things that we are experiencing. And as I worship, it fell off of me. All of it, it fell off of me for a split second. And it was revealed to me, this is all strong deception. None of this is real. God has shown me visions. We're running around in demonic forests, chasing after illusions. We believe that we are hanging out with friends, partying, drinking, or even, you know, flying. Whatever you think you're doing, whatever you believe you see is fake. It's not real. That is the idea of a false sense of power. It doesn't really stand. Real power is found in God. It's only to be used for good and for truth. So these are lies. These are lies. And it pains me every time I try and bring that into perspective to my people. And we are denying. We are rejecting the idea that these things are real. It's not our fault. Satan is crafty. He's an old liar. He deceived Eve and Adam. So he's, 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 he's an accuser. He turned a third of the angels against God. He's a good, not a good liar, but he's a liar. So it's not our fault being deceived into these things. But the fact of the matter is, it's not real. It's not real. You have to believe in God's truth. You have to believe in God's truth. And God's truth is, this stuff is not real. Satan cannot give you anything. He cannot do anything for you. You know... A lot of these things, you know, I won't say it's a figment of our imagination because things, these things are going on spiritually, but it's just a deception. Well, you know, an illusion, you know, it's, it's not real. Like the movie Matrix, which I really don't like encouraging because the Lord has already called me away from encouraging that. You know, it feels as if he's entered a new realm. And this is a realm that a lot of people aren't aware of. And they're, you know, under this strong deception of believing that their actual lives is their real lives. But this is stuff that's really going on spiritually. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is the deception I feel that I'm facing right now. Satan will deceive you into believing it's a whole nother world. When I got here, I experienced, you know, these, these individuals, they approached me and they tried to seduce me into having sex with them in my mind I was like how do I get them away from them? get them away from me that this happened one time before the Lord said imagine an explosion 
I imagine an explosion. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't the Lord. Maybe someone else was just helping me. But I imagine blowing them up. Like, I just blew them apart. Blew them away from me. And it's the only way I can break free of this deception. This feeling of being seduced. But they started to overcome my actual wants. They started to take control of me. And I started to feel like... I was hypnotized into wanting to actually perform some, you know, sexual acts, different things like that. That's an indication of how strong this deception is. You know, you believe this stuff. And so I saw myself locked up in chains in a spirit. And, you know, spiritually, I guess I'm in prison somewhere. So how, of course am I you know all these other things like I'm an animal I am still a kid running around I am in every other house I've ever lived in like all these other all these different times you know I'll be in different countries I'll be in movies all kinds of stuff how of course is all of this happening all at once it's a deception the Lord showed me us running around in a demonic forest chasing after demons believing that we were in these different places and that's what I imagine is happening when we believe we are you know fraternizing with each other we are you know like mindless zombies running around chasing after demons or being chased by them that's the closest I think to the truth it's going to get in this deception it's confusing because it's like how is any of it true but you have to believe in God's truth you have to know and the only the only way to break free of this deception is to allow God to do it for you so none of this is real none of it is real and when I get to a place where I'm worshiping the Lord and he and he shows me these things breaking off of me and my mind being made and set free where I go back to this place where I don't feel I'm being watched anymore no one can read my mind anymore. No more unwanted spiritual guests. You know, that's real. That's what's real. We're not supposed to be able to read each other's minds. We're not supposed to be able to steal each other's hearts out of our chests. We're not supposed to be, you know, this is not supposed to be our reality. You know, it's not reality. It's a deception. But as I've said, you know, the real battle is believing God's truth. I feel that I'm talking in circles. That's what, you know, this demon witch does. Tries to get me talking in circles. She's twisting and perverting the word of God and, you know, just deceiving as she does, being deceptive. But, um, as I said, you know, it's a deception. The real truth is believing God's truth. And that's where you start. If you don't know where to start, believe God reach out to him listen to him know he's real you know hear from him that's where you start that's where you start you know it's no it's nothing I can say to you that Satan won't be able to lie over or about or deceive besides trust God because it's the only way to beat him you can't beat Satan by yourself you can't beat him on your own He's counting on you to do it by yourself because he knows he can beat you alone. You have to choose God. You have to accept his help. 
so um you'll need them anyways but as i've said you know it's a deception and this is a fulfillment of the prophecy you know and so i have to allow god to work through me you know he's in control everything that's happening as was what he is he already knew maybe not what he intended but of course I could do things better you know of course I could make better decisions he he wouldn't want me running back to sin he wouldn't want me you know falling temptation to this these deceptions but it's all according to his plan it's all according to God's plan and I know I may sound brainwashed etc but I don't think anything is more brainwashing than the things that I've experienced lately, you know, the deception of, you know, these satanic agents of darkness and actually believing that they are to our benefit. I don't think anything is more deceptive than that, you know, especially experiencing moves from God where he trumps anything and everything. But these you know, people can still believe this stuff, but I understand the deception of Satan. You know, he's deceiving. He's doing everything he can to deceive me now and believe this kind of stuff. So I have to fight past and fight through it every day. I understand. But the Lord will win. Excuse me, that's the fact. So, um, I just have to allow the prophecy to be fulfilled. I have to keep fighting. I can't give up on the Lord. As I've said, I think basically, when I stop believing that it will happen this way, when I start to believe I'm going to lose, because I don't believe I'm going to lose. I haven't believed I was going to lose since it started, which is why I've been winning. Once I start to believe I will lose and that maybe you know, that I will lose, like, that maybe God's truth isn't truth. Once I start believing that is when I'll actually be losing. I don't believe it. They know the prophecy. I don't have to be shy. I was younger, and I said, God, why are you, why are you telling me this stuff? Maybe you should keep it quiet, you know? And God said, I don't have to keep nothing quiet. I say what I want. Nobody can meet me. Nobody can change anything I said was going to happen. So they all know it, and they know they can't change it. They know they can't beat him. So it really doesn't matter me speaking on these things. I do this to warn God's people who may be under strong deception. So, you know, as I said, they know. They know they're fully aware. And though they do everything in their power to stop it, they won't be able to. You know, I just have to... I have to keep fighting. I have to complete this battle. You know, I even understand, as I've said, as I feel that I've been tripped up over saying, but I didn't get the complete saying. But in 2019, I was sitting here after I received my assignment. I was, I, I, feel like I was, I am under deception in my carnal mind. So, you know, different things started to happen. I started seeing spirits. You know, started. I started to feel a very negative presence. I saw a, a demon, which actually in my face, in my presence, but, um, do I believe this is the demon witch? Um, no, 
I believe that this demon witch is using my family members. I believe this demon witch is controlling my family members, of course. Like, she's controlling these millions. I believe that she has even handed out demons to my family. And they are being controlled, believing that they have powers, a false sense of power as well. Operating in the spirit under this demonic possession. Full-grown demons. But... I forgive them like I even heard you know if I'm not mistaken I heard them conversating it's like when Satan approached them he never told them I was a demon hunter he never told them about the prophecy on my life he deceived them into believing this is gonna be a piece of cake I heard them they was like oh it's her my sister my cousin whoever I am to them oh this is gonna be a piece of cake and he set them up for failure because he knew the fulfillment of this prophecy. So they are innocent in this entire thing they are being used. So I'm fighting for them too. They are not the enemy. Though they would have never accepted me as a version of myself, I will one day be. They're still not the enemy. If they are the enemy, then these millions of people under this deception is also just as much to blame. And they're not. They're being used. So... Which is, this is why I don't argue. I don't fight them. I do my best not to because, of course, that's the fight. That's the battle. Like, oftentimes, I catch myself in arguments and spats with them. I have to be reminded that they're being used. Satan is using them, you know, and using me. When I feed into these things or I even sin or I run back to sin or I'm not doing all that God has called me to do, I'm being used by Satan. You know, at least my flesh is. So... If spiritually I'm perfect, then I have to get there. I have to kill my carnal mind. I have to overcome it. I have to kill my flesh and I have to become who I am spiritually. So as I've said, you know, even my carnal mind never doubts. I won't say never doubts him. But trusts God, believes in God, chooses him, you know, over all these things. And that's him keeping me. Because at the end of the day, if I can't stop anything else, I can't do this stuff alone, then who, like, how is this happening? The Lord. So this is not even my fight. It's really not even my fight, though he has assigned me to it. This is him by his power, which is why, of course, he will win. I will win through him because, you know, he never loses. He never loses. But, of course, it's not my fight. Did I do anything to a demon witch? Did I, you know, anger a demon witch past, you know, of course, just being a warrior for Christ? Did I do anything, like, to her? No, personally, no. So, of course, this is God's fight. Her, you know, she's an enemy never of God because God, you can never be an enemy of God. But she's an enemy of man, you know. Satan uses her. You know, this is God's fight, period. So, I'm just a vessel. I'm really just a vessel. And I, I saw that, you know, when I received my purpose and my destiny, I saw that. Because, you know, the Lord said, say, I'm a vessel. I'm a chosen vessel, just that, nothing else. And I said that. And light poured out of my body. And then... 
I watched, you know, in the Bible. It's in the Bible, you know, in Revelations at the end of the Bible, which I, which is why I believe rapture will be soon. And not only because that, but because God said it, but it was just, um, there was this, this episode and I forgot the name of this ch- children's show is about the Bible. Super Y or something like that. No, not Super Y. I forgot it. But all I know is, um, all I know is in this, in this episode is the depiction of the Bible and, you know, Satan charges heaven to, you know, battle God for the throne. He will never battle God. He will never fight God. He's never, he will never be enough to fight God. God created him. He is a creation, not a creator, not the creator. So, he got he got Michael and Satan was the strongest angel. So he's stronger than Michael. They fight and they have a good fight, but Satan gets the best of Michael. And Michael starts to lose. And because of his love and devotion to God, the Lord pours power into into Michael. It starts with his heart. The light starts with his heart. Then it then it fills his entire body. That's what happened to me on that day. The light started in my heart and it poured out and I saw Satan melting to the ground. Then my entire body lit up. And he melted all the way to the ground. He couldn't get back up. It's a fulfillment of the prophecy. Like it's literally in the Bible, you know. But I didn't have my God. I had Jesus. Excuse me. I heard him say it. Jesus came down for you personally. Usually he sends an angel. So I had Jesus. I have Jesus himself in this battle, in this fight. I will not lose. I will win. You know? So. Yes, it matters that I get up and do what he called me to do. Yes, it matters that I'm I'm obedient. Yes, it matters that I fulfill this prophecy. It matters that. I do it perfectly, as he said, but because of him, I can. So I don't want to make excuses for what I'm not doing. I just, you know, I just know it's easier. I don't want to say it's easier said than done, but I have to fight. I have to fight, you know. This is my fight. I feel like I'm making excuses. I feel like it doesn't sound good enough, and it would never sound good enough, you know. But... Only I understand. Well, God understands. Not even only I understand. But I just, I don't know. I have to do it. So, I know all that I've gone through in the process. I'm still reminded. Not that I'm trying to still make this an excuse, but I'm still reminded. Different things that I battle, I've been battling in the process of this. You know, only, only when these things are passing or they're happening and is it even brought into perspective that these things were told to me years before it is happening now. So it's all, they know, they know all that's meant to happen before this fight is finally over. But yes, this is a fulfillment of the prophecy and that does, I'm just going to have to keep fighting and keep affirming inside of myself, you know, who the, who the Lord knows that I am to get up and do this. Yes, it's difficult. But 
you know, not impossible. So, my sister from heaven did come and visit me. And she said, you know, all the miscarried babies, all the aborted babies, all, all, every child, they go to heaven. They do. Well, not every child, but yes, all the miscarried and aborted babies are in heaven. Yeah, so that is murder. When you abort your baby, it's murder. But, um, she came and she visited me. I was amazed at how she looked like my mom and me. And my sister. Like she looked like all of us. But she looked like like the resemblance of her senior. I only saw the bottom half of her face. And her hair. And her neck kind of collarbone a little bit. I was like is that me? It was her. It was my sister. She got to be like 30 something right now. She's in heaven. She smiled. Light shone behind her. She showed up and she said to me, I'm kind of like mom. I'm a little bit like our brother, my oldest brother, but her younger brother. And I'm I'm like you. You know, she acts like us, you know. But she said, it's not unobtainable. It's obtainable. Because I said it's unobtainable. I was telling myself. It's unobtainable. She was like, it's not unobtainable. It's obtainable. You know, it can be done. So, for me, you know, honestly, that does sound like maybe I won't. But I will. You know. Like, I will. I will do it. I've heard that many times. I will do it. It will be done. You know. But her showing up, I believe, was an, a confirmation from the Lord. You know, heaven is real. I am real. You have family in heaven. That's what it was about. Because I was I was just kind of down on myself. I was kind of, like, depressed. I was saying, you know, if my family would never accept me, or if they're not meant to be there, they're not going. You know, because I didn't want to believe that they're not going. And I said, I was just starting to question whether, you know... I was just saying, I won't have no family in heaven. I saw this story. This kid said he went to heaven and almost none of his family was there, but his grandmother was there and she was young. And she said, you know, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Everything you have to go through is worth it to get here. All the torture, all of the, you know, adversities you'll face is worth it to get here. You know, do it. And she gave him a message. And... Then he was sent back. And I was thinking about that. And I was like. I will have no family in heaven. When I get there. When I get there. Will any? I wonder if I have any family there. That I will see. Will I see anybody there. You know if I make it. And. That's when the Lord showed me her. He said you have family in heaven. You have family here. So. um, I was wondering about her. And my whole life, you know, I've been wondering about it. My mom would bring her up a couple of times. She said, I miscarried. It was supposed to be twins. And she said, um, 
I, I feel like after that, I saw a vision of a kid, you know, and I think that it was my miscarried child. And, you know, with her showing up, you know, like, like God is real. Like this supernatural is, is supernatural. He's, he's real. Heaven is real. So she said, it's obtainable. You do have family here. And we had a small conversation. Two things she said. She kind of reminded me of my grandma a little bit. How she was just like honest, you know? Like, you know, sometimes you do have a smart mouth. And sometimes I would, you know, I, I feel like I would check you too. I would check you too. I would check your sister, like my her sister too. I would. But yeah. And she's like, because growing up, we used to fight so much. And I feel that I was bullied by her. And she would say, I, I would have fought for you. Yeah, I would have. But I would have checked you too a couple of times. You're not always innocent. You do pick fights sometimes. And she was honest. And, you know, I realized, like, she is a lot like me, though. She is. She is like my brother. You know, and then she's herself. And she's like my mother. And she looked like us. And. She said it's obtainable. You have to get up and you have to do it. You have to get up and do it. It's obtainable. It can be done. She was just like, it can be done. It can be done. So I feel like I got a small confirmation. Like, it's not small. It's a big confirmation. But it's like small confirmation on exactly like, you know, concerning like different things. Like, you know, yeah, I have to get up and I have to do it. But, like, I mean, that's, that should be everything I need to hear. Except it's different when you are battling these different things. And you actually get up there and you battling these different things. My heart is deceitful. My heart is telling me, like, all this different stuff. Like, you know this is really worship of Satan. You know? And you're battling for witchcraft. And, you know, things I have to do. Like, I remember falling into unconsciousness. And I was kind of, like, floating for a while. Like, I didn't know where I was at. I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware, but I wanted to be aware. So maybe that's what snatched me out of it. But I really felt like for a second I was unconscious. I was truly unconscious. I was gone. So what pulled me back? What is pulling me back? You know, is it really me? And then it's like, I hear you're stronger. You're stronger than her. You know? And then they're saying it's different people. They're saying it's my sisters. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. You know, I probably sound dumb. Like, I got everything I need. And I'm sure from somebody else's perspective, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm the problem, of course. But, like, I don't know.
I don't know, you know. I really don't know. Hmm. But my sister was brought up again in this process. She was brought up again in this process. And I don't know, you know, with the the woman I saw interceding in heaven, I don't know if that was me or her because I've seen myself spiritually. I'm not this size. I'm not. I look different. Like, a lot more like her. And I don't know if that was her or me, but I, I presumed it was her because I saw her hair. And I seen her hair at first. It was it was like shoulder length. Her hair is like shoulder length. But I saw me spiritually. And my hair was all the way down my back. And I don't know how realistic. I know that's true. That's the truth. But I don't know. So I feel like it was her. I saw her hair in like a bun. And I think that was her because her hair was shorter. But I don't know. That was that was after it felt like that was being deceived. So I don't know. I didn't feel like it was me though. But I definitely felt like it was like. Excuse me. On behalf of my family. But she was interceding for somebody. This person. I think she was saying like you know. Interceding and saying you know. Um, he's obviously under strong deception. You know. Must have been interceding for me, too. Saying, like, she's not in this for the wrong reason. She is trying to help him. She's not really, you know, going bad like they're trying to say. Like, they're trying to insinuate that I'm here, you know, with ill intent. Which, of course, as I've said, I cannot deny, you know, some little bit like wanting to get happy a little bit about you know revenge but no because in reality I keep hearing them say well at least you got her over here you know and me coming over here wherever here is I know that it wasn't for those reasons because they've been saying that months ago and I should have entertained the idea but they been said, you know, we can do this another way. And I was like, I don't think that's the way. And I don't want to do it that way. And then I had to think and bring it to perspective how, you know, a lot of these individuals involved really are being used. And I know that. So it's like revenge kind of seems redundant. Like we're just fighting each other against kind of beside the point. But me coming over here. It started because I was just lying in bed, you know, wanting to die, not wanting to get up. Really sad at things that's been happening and it's happening. And this individual helped, actually made a real difference. Like, it's besides, it was, it's even besides all the people who have tried to tell me, Stop wishing you were dead. You wishing you were dead. You got to stop doing it. You got to stop, you know, actually try to lead me away from this. This individual made a difference. And it must have been when I needed it. Because people have made differences in the process. But it's, I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm tired of the same battle over and over again. It's the same cycle. I don't want things to keep going. That's why I'm tired. 
And it's like this individual made a difference. And I was going to continue on like that. But they just reached out to me like, stop wishing you were dead. You don't have to die. They're trying to kill you. Like, you got to get up. You got to fight. You can't do it this way, you know, trying to help me. And because of who it was and them showing me a different side of themselves, I felt like maybe it was genuine. But, of course, I'm aware, you know, at the end of the day, how it is. You know, nobody... Nobody really tried to save my life but God, you know, or at least that's how it seemed or looked. So all I have is God. I know that. It's not all I have. I have my family, but God above everything. He's truly all I have. But it's individual seem genuine. And I've just in this process learned to appreciate, you know, kind gestures because it's a lot of wicked people in this world. I just do not care. So I've learned to appreciate kind gestures. But um, that's why it was not for revenge. I was not, you know, really considering revenge. I was more considering, like, if you have another way of doing things, keeping me from wanting to commit suicide, I will, you know, try and learn from that. I will try and learn this way. You know, of course, it was the idea that, you know, you could just sell your soul. You could just sell your soul. You don't have to do this. But I know that I won't sell my soul. I know that I won't do that. So it was like, you know, it does get difficult, but you can benefit. You can benefit from learning different things in the process. That's what I've had to do. I've had to learn to 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 learn different things. But, um, you know, how much of this is me is concerning, but I can't keep being abused into fighting this fight. I gotta, you know, I gotta choose this. And I am choosing this. And I'm fighting. But I wanted to fight for different things, you know, wanted to know different things, learn different things concerning these things and that's what I'm here for I, as I've said I never seen these things as permanent situations this stuff is, this stuff started months ago you know where I started hearing like sex sounds and it was like a torture of me like you know we're gonna torture her by you know having sex and then making her believe that it's I'm having sex with her boyfriend or something like that and I knew it wasn't permanent, but like I knew it wasn't permanent, but it was just something that um I had to like I didn't have to, but it was just something that was just there. Like I knew I had to fight back to this point where that wasn't happening anymore. And I had just been going down and down and down since but um I knew that this wasn't permanent and it couldn't stay that way and I would get back up and I would fight again I would get back to this point where I needed to be I just hadn't been there you know and it and after a while you start to lose sight of that not really but I'm just like I just got to get back to this point 
But, um, that's what I saw, you know, with this, with the different things that are going on. That's what I, like, anticipate. Like, maybe this is, you know, finally the shift, finally a shift. But I knew, you know, the ill intent of others and what they want to do with my power, you know. But also taking into consideration, like, what has been done with a sound that they're saying I've gotten or received poetry, different things like that. I'm like, that's deception. That's deception. So I didn't really care. I mean, I was fighting for these things because I had to. Like, I felt forced to. Every single time I say, I want to be in the Lord's presence. I don't want to fight for these things. I don't want to be in these conversations, in these battles. I don't care about this sound. I don't care about this. I don't care about heaviness. I can Like, I'm, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to be all that the Lord has called me to be. You know, concerning these things, it was just a strong deception over my mind. And it felt like... You know, I mean, what happened was they was just like, you have to. They was like, you have to. You have, in order to get in God's presence, I'm going to fight you out of God's presence. I'm going to do everything I can to fight you out of God's presence. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to fight you out of God's presence if you don't. And you will never get a chance to be in God's presence. And it might seem like you don't let them dictate that. But when you're in my position, like, I don't want to give up my family. You know, I don't want to quit. I want to be in the, in the Lord's presence peacefully. And they're just big distractions from that. So... I just say, you know, this is easier. I'll just do this instead of having to fight these unnecessary battles all the time. But, of course, I knew that the real way to do it was to get back up there on my knees and worship and never come off them like God said. But this was because I was just tired. I was tired. I was feeling like, man... I can't, I can't do it. I can't do this. Like, it has to be another way. So, you know, I was told there's no other way. The only way is telling yourself you have to do it this way. But, you know, different things happen. Different things happen. You know, deception. Deception. So, it didn't feel right. But I'm just going to come back in the next episode and finish. Okay, so concerning the deception. So so also what my sister said. So my sister said a few things, but like I don't know how to explain it. Like like we think stuff, we're thinking things, but it's not always clear to words, how to put it in words. You know, it's like you know what you heard, you know how they're feeling about you, but it's not always easy to put it in words. But I feel like she may be saying, like, you know, you are kind of being fake. You know, you are being kind of fake. You know, this is not who you are. 
you are trying a little too hard, you know, these different things. But, I mean, I don't know how to feel about that because, yes, a lot of people said that. A lot of people believe that. But, um, I can't agree with that, you know. As I've said, like, this is something that I've been brought into perspective. Like, hearing it from her, I want to believe it because she in heaven. But that don't, you know, that don't necessarily make it true. It don't, it don't necessarily make it true. Like, the calling on my life, the calling on my life, it may not be understood. And, you know, I don't know if the Lord was actually concerning my sister saying, I don't know if he was actually, you know, speaking of my sister in heaven as well. He said, they won't ever accept this version of you. Because, like, you wonder if she knows everything. You wonder if she's in heaven. You know, she can speak to God. But, you know, I think I've I've visited heaven. And... It's a lot like, you know, here. It's a lot like here. But it's heaven. People are still normal. They're not all super good. You know, Satan still goes to heaven. Not, you know, to be negative. I'm just saying, like, maybe she doesn't truly believe in this fully either or accept me. Fully either, because that's what it sounded like she was saying. Kind of honestly, kind of sounded like she was saying, you know. It kind of sounds like she was saying, you. Like you're not this super holy righteous person, you know. You're not. You're you're who you are, you know. You're. You're just who you are. <laughs> you know, I I never want to disrespect or even be at odds with my sister, who I've not having the privilege of knowing my entire life. But if she said that, she's wrong. And that's the truth. Even if she is in heaven, she could stand right next to God and say that, and I still say you're wrong. Because God didn't show me this for no reason. And though it can be easier to do things another way. And he showed when he showed me my future and who I'll be. It doesn't matter who says that's not gonna happen, that's gonna happen. So that was a, that was another thing concerning my sister. Like, you know, she said it's obtainable. She did say that and I feel like that's what I heard. Like it's obtainable. So I feel like I gotta be motivated to get up and do it. But, you know, maybe she even said something concerning, like, it just don't look like you won't be able to do it. So you should just give up and let it go and just have an average relationship with God, you know. And maybe even God has even said that, to be quite honest. You know, God has said, you know, you could, you could not fight to be, you know, you could give up because you're not doing, you're not doing what you're, you're called to do. You're not being obedient. You don't want to really do it. You can give up on, you know, where I've called you to, but I have more for you. 
And I remember getting up one day and the Lord said, it's okay, I have something else for you. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I don't want anything else. I want what I was called to do. What that seemed like is indication of to me that I would just have to get up and do it. I just like, if I don't, that's the possibility of what happened. I will fall on this level in this place where it won't happen for me if I don't do it. But of course, if the Lord says that I will, then I will. I cannot. Excuse me. Like people say, I only want yes men around me. But it's not about only wanting yes men around me. Honestly, you know, I remember I remember I was younger and I heard the term yes men. Uh, what is a yes man? People around you just tell you everything you want to hear. They never they never honest with you. They never tell you what you need to hear. They never tell you they never tell you negative things. You only hear positive things. And it's not always true. It's just that they're saying everything you want to hear. And it was like, I, I don't really, I really dislike people who only have yes men around them. They can't stand, they can't, you know, handle the truth. And I remember when I first heard that and I said, like, Yeah, why would somebody only want them telling them everything they want to hear all the time? You know, I appreciate the truth. I want to hear the truth. You know, I don't even like that. I think that's fake. But I still, I remember I was, I remember when I was younger, I still was like, you know, but maybe it's a reason for that, you know? Maybe it's a reason for why people have yes men around. I even remember thinking like, it, like, if it's concerning like a, a um entourage, first of all, I don't I don't even like know if I really would want an entourage. I don't know if I'd appreciate an entourage. I don't need a cro- a crowd of people around me, you know, to get my creative juices flowing. I don't need a crowd of people around me. That's number one. But as far as yes man go, maybe People want yes men around them. I just always thought it was corny. Actually, I'll be honest. I thought it was corny. But I, I, I still try to understand. Maybe people just want yes men around them. You know, because they need to stay. Like, they need to keep their creative juices flowing. And, you know, sometimes the negativity can, like... I don't know. Maybe sometimes the negativity can like affect that. You know, it's probably a good reason though. That's what I remember saying. I remember the look on my face, like when I was a kid, and that that was brought to me. I was like, um, like it's like they were saying they were talking to me. It's like they was talking to me. And I was like, oh, me? I don't know if I ever had yes men around me. And it's like, you know, they was kind of saying, well, yeah, what you do? You know? And I was like, you know, maybe it's a good reason for that. But now, you know, if that really was that, you know, because I feel like you can go back in time. 
remember praying to the Lord for a time machine. Maybe he's fulfilling my, my prayers. He's answering my prayers. But if that was me or this situation, going back in time and talk to my younger self, you know, it's funny. But actually, another thing, you know, concerning that is the thing about that is I know now why yes, man. I know now why. My personal reason why. Because I spent an entire year hearing everything negative anybody had to say about me. The worst stuff. I mean, demonic stuff. Hateful stuff. Like, just, just all, just criticism. Like, really hateful, hurtful stuff. People would say the worst stuff about me. It's not even like I can't handle it. But if you can hear the stuff saying, say, man, you wouldn't want to hear that all day either. You wouldn't want to hear that all day. So it's not that I can't handle the negative criticism or things like that. It's just that I know Satan is just, <laughs> I don't explain this. I don't explain this. Satan's using people. He disguises himself as the people around you. You know, he possesses them. To say the most negative stuff he could possibly say about you. In order to pull you out of your, you know, focus on God's presence. And being in his presence. So he can get you out of your, get you out of character. Next thing you know, you arguing. You fighting. You know, possessed people that Satan has possessed. In order to get near to you. To pull you and discourage you away from God. And I had to learn to block all of it out. I had to block all of it out because you, you just don't understand the stuff out here. People, people's opinions too. Like, it's not, it doesn't seem as always say, but you, like, you'd be surprised. Like, it's not, it's not even funny, but he possesses people. He possesses people and people come around do saying all kinds of stuff. Like, you're going to go to hell you are, you know, you're not a demon hunter. You don't believe in God. God is not real. All kinds of stuff like that. You might say, whatever, you're just saying that. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You can never understand. You can never understand the stuff that they would say to me. The things that they would think about me. They don't even know me. They don't know me like God know me. And after God has shown me who I am, I know who I am. I don't have to hear that. I don't have to hear that because you don't know me. You don't know me. And I'm sure you think you do. And from what you can see, you probably feel like you understand or you can speak on it or judge me. You, you wouldn't know the half. Man, like, now I feel like, you know, I don't know, because I, I I just, I pushed him off, I pushed him away, because I just heard a lot of stuff, like, like the day I had to fight for my sister's life, you should have heard the stuff that Satan was saying to me, you deserve to be molested, you, you know, you're a prostitute, you've been sold, you're selling your body, they sold you, you know, 
I, you know, I used her to get you raped and all this other stuff. They just say the most negative, obscene things to me. In that process, I learned I had to. I had to let it. I had to. I had to let them get whatever it is out of their system. Or I, I just had to hear it. I had to hear it all. You know. And not say nothing. I had to hear it all and not say nothing that day. And I was willing to do that for my sister's life. You know, for my sister's life, that was a small price to pay. To have to hear everything he had to say, even though it was heinous. Words worse than death. And words can be hurtful. But it was worth it for my sister. But that day I had hope. I had help that day. Nobody was willing to see my sister die. I wasn't willing to see my sister die. They helped me that day. I was I was helped. I was helped to keep quiet, keep quiet, to not respond. But yeah, it was by my strength. It was by the strength that the Lord had given me. I fought that. I was willing to, you know. But now it's different. I know how to do it. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to be required in order for me not to have to deal with this stuff, obviously. But to have to hear that all the time on a daily basis, you know, it gets hard. It gets hard to be in the Lord's presence and peace. I can't be in the Lord's presence and peace hearing, you know, I have them rape you. You're a slave. You know, I'll kill you. You know, I use your brothers. I use your sisters. I, you know, all this other stuff. I can't, I can't pray in peace and with the to the Lord. I mean, I have done it before, but to have to do that on an everyday basis, like yes, torture. So maybe you, you know, I've heard this a couple of times. The yes man thing. Maybe I do have yes men around me. It's a, It's not a requirement. That's something I could bring into perspective. That's actually something I could bring into perspective. Like, maybe get rid of the yes man. Get somebody around you to tell you the, the truth and the real. Nobody understands, though, you know. How Satan will use people. He will infiltrate your camp. He infiltrates your camp to get people to say stuff to you. To throw you off purposely, intentionally. So you have to start weeding out all negativity as a whole. You have to weed all negativity out as a whole in order to stay positive about God. And, you know, that shouldn't be necessary to stay positive about God. You should be able to stay positive about God regardless of what you hear. And what has been proven to me is that I can do that. I can do it. But as far as wanting to do that every day, I don't want to do that every day. I don't never want to have to hear that type of stuff come out of Satan's mouth ever again in my life. I know I may have to, but <laughs> I don't want to. So, I didn't say it was going to be permanent. doesn't mean that I intend for things to be permanently like this. But at least for the time being, until I can motivate myself to get up again and complete this and fulfill this prophecy on my life. Until that, until then, maybe I felt like this. It was always temporary, anyways. 
the yes man thing was always temporary anyways as i said satan infiltrates my camp like i've had to hear it for almost three years now two really but almost two years now i've had to hear all kinds of negative things about me and my family and my salvation and yes i do want to hear the constructive criticism i want the help I want to hear the real. Excuse me. And the fact of the matter is, when it comes down to it, I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear that. People around me, they're going to be vocal about how they feel. They're going to say whatever. They're going to say that stuff. But I just usually have too many people around me, you know, that are negative. Negative. So in order to weed out all the negativity, you know, I just only hear positivity, only positive things. You know, people come around me, God, not real. That's not going to work. You know, you're not going to get out of here. You can't, you can't win. That prophecy is not going to happen. That's not the truth. God's not the truth. Different stuff like that. I can't hear that right now. I can't hear that. I mean, it may motivate others. It don't motivate me. That doesn't motivate me. That's not motivational to me. This is... I need only motivation right now as I fight to the Lord, as I fight towards the Lord, you know. I got way too many people around me negative all the time. And I don't only have yes men. I don't only have yes men. There's people around me every day saying stuff to me negatively. Like, you know, you this, you that, you know. You ain't. You ain't gonna make it. You ain't worth it. You ain't this. You ain't that. Like, you stupid. You ain't this other stuff. All this stuff. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Because I believe this prophecy. You're not gonna, you can't sit around me and tell me what God, what God said is not the truth. That this version of me that he's shown me, that I'm confident in. You cannot sit around me. And tell me that this version of myself that God has shown me that I'm confident in is not going to happen. That this is not going to happen. I can't. I can't hear it. I can't hear it, though. But I just don't want to. Not right now. I need motivation. I need motivation. Some people are different. But, you know, after everything, I get to this place. Um, I'm, I, I may be suffering from PTSD, to be quite honest. I think I'm suffering from PTSD, but I'm trying to heal in God. To, like, it's not even funny. I start hearing this negative stuff all the time, and I just start, I just push everybody away. I got to be alone. I'm like, don't start that again. Don't start abusing me. You don't know what it's like to have millions of people all around you saying all kinds of negative, abusive stuff to you. They don't know who you really are. They don't know nothing. They all have intent to destroy. Not all. A lot of them have intent to destroy. They don't care about you. They want you to die. You know, they trying to get you to kill yourself. You know, they trying to they, they want they want you to be hurt. They're trying to hurt you. People can say some heinous stuff. They don't know who you are. They don't know the real you. You know? All these people around me doing that for a year. They torture me 24 
24-7. I didn't get a second to myself, not a second to breathe. Even on days where I was having the worst periods. I never forget this ever in my life, I don't think. One day I was having one of the worst periods. I already felt like I was going to die because of the period. And I had millions of people all just torturing me. I think I'm kind of more over it now. But they was torturing me. And I just, like, I'm like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I begged them. I had never begged before. I begged them. I'm like, listen, today, today, I can't handle it. I can't do it today. Today is not the day. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I will fight wars today. I'm, 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 I can't handle it. I can't do it. I started going crazy. I was in my room like, how can I survive this? I can't survive this. But I survived. I survived. But I vowed. Like, I, I feel like I vowed. Like, whoever, if I survive this, I don't die. I'm going to kill you. Because you showed me no mercy. None. No mercy. And you couldn't possibly have understood what I was going through. No. You didn't care. You didn't care. So now I'm in this place where I it calmed down some. I've calmed, I've calmed down some. And then I keep hearing that term. A, hell have no fury like a woman scorned. And it's like, I never understood it until now. But still, I'm saying, oh, trust me, that ain't nothing compared to what it really is. Like, it can get really bad. I remember them saying it to me that day. What? You, this, that, third, what you gonna do? And like, trust me, you don't, you don't, you can't beat me and this all the stuff. They, they really let loose on me. They let loose on me for a whole year. And I begged to be left alone. I asked them, what can I do? I tried to do everything they asked. You know, besides, of course, give my faith away. That's the only thing I would not do is deny God. And it's the only thing they wanted. Not the only thing. They just wanted to torture me. They just wanted to, they just wanted to torture me, and they still do. So it's not about the yes man. It's not about the yes man. It's just the fact that, you know, I know that they're trying to pull me out of the Lord's presence. They're trying to pull me out of my progress in the Lord. I'm being transformed. And when people around you talking like this and doing stuff like that, it's very difficult for you to stay saved. I mean, call it what you want, see it how you see it. Only the Lord understands what I'm going through right now. Like, a lot of people don't even see this stuff. They still think I did this stuff. They still think I'm responsible for this stuff. And I know. Because I'm a demon hunter. And it's like. It's not even bra- It's not even about bragging. Because there's still something I got to. You know figure out. Like how that even works. How it works with me. You know. Because I'm still this person. They Like you did all this. You do all that. But they said spiritually I'm perfect. So it's like. I, I got to be both. Like. 
I must be both. But if they know I'm spiritually perfect, then why do they still say all this stuff to me? That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want yes men around. I mean, that's why I only hear the positive. Because it's like, you know who I am spiritually, but you still will fix your mouth to say all that. You know, you will still fix your mouth to say, God not real. You will still fix your mouth to say, you know, this kind of stuff about me. I don't know what just happened. But something just like happened. But as I said, a lot of people don't see this stuff. They don't see it. Sometimes I'm the only one that see it and I feel crazy, but I'm not crazy. And, you know, I see the demons behind it. And I'm just like, I can't have you around me because it's not true. I try and tell you that's not true. Satan's using you. I can see the demon on you. Let me pull it off for you. You know, I try and help you. People are like, no, I don't believe all of that. No, I don't. No, I'm not going. No, you can't convince me that. What can I do? I can't have you around me. You don't believe. You don't even believe. You don't trust it. It's true, though. It's true. I mean, maybe my perspective. You don't have to, you don't have to agree with my opinion, but the facts, though. The facts is it's different with the facts. You may not agree with my opinion, but the facts, though, is like, I'm still trying to work things out, get a better understanding of all things. But until then, I can't let nobody put nothing in my head. I have to learn for myself. And that's another reason why it's positivity only around me. I got to learn for myself. I got to see for myself. I had way too many people lying to me. Lying to me. Excuse me. People who working for people who don't, who don't want to see me prosper. People who want me dead. These people come around me spewing all this hate. They sent to do it. I couldn't weed them all out. <laughs> you know, at the, at a point, I got to this point, I just couldn't believe nobody. I'm like, you lying. You lying. You lying. You lying. That's a lie. It's not always a lie. A lot of times people just don't know. They haven't seen it. They haven't experienced it. They don't know the truth. They under deception. I start blocking them out. I don't know how to turn it off. I don't even know how to turn it off. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the Lord will guide me into that when it's time. At this point, it's kind of difficult because, you know, there's people around me. People around me, they, 
they got agendas. They know a lot of people can't see this stuff or they 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 um they know like they got different ways of doing stuff. Like right now, it's probably safe for this to come down right now. Right now this could come down. They're not after me as hard as they usually are. You know, it's my it's my talent. You know, my song, my songs. They're great. They really are. I guess I haven't really heard a lot of them. But I hear about them all the time. And they want to steal my sound from me. They all stole it already. In this process, they stole everything from me. They stole my power from that. You know, they try to steal my power on my spiritual gifts. Everything that I've earned and gained. And then they want to steal all my songs. I made mean, so many songs, so many people. They want to steal all my music. They stole it. So right now it's probably safe for this stuff to come down. Because it's not going to be as many people around me actually trying to kill me, take me out this world, you know. Trying to eliminate, you know, like really trying to take my mind. They be trying to take stuff off me. I don't know how it work all the way either. And that's another reason why it's yes, man. Because it's like, so I figure out how it work all the way. I don't want nobody around me that's really like malicious. They're like, they be malicious. They be around me like, oh, this is that. When it's not, they'll tell me, they'll say something like, this is worshiping God. And it'll be like, you know, slaving for them or something. I don't know. This worshiping God. And then somebody else got to come tell me, you wasn't worshiping God. That wasn't worshiping God. You know, that wasn't what you thought that was. They always lying around me. So if they still got the ability to lie and tell me stuff that's not true, then obviously it ain't all yes men. But everybody can't see that. But at the same time, you know, when people talk to me and they tell me stuff, I want to listen. I want to consider that it's the truth. You know? But, you know, in a period of time, a situation in a position where none of it was the truth and they tried to get me to sell my soul I said you know the only defense that I got is to block all of them out and focus on the Lord and that's what I've been trying to do but I've just been fighting so hard they're trying to like tear down my defenses you know the main goal is to keep me out of God's presence the main goal is to keep me from being in the Lord's presence because when I'm in the Lord's presence I'm away from all of this and they can no longer use me or my power so I'm fighting to get back there and they doing all of this around me to distract me to lie to me to keep me from doing that it's really not you know it's not what people think it's really not what people think and I am starting to understand the artists you know artists they used to go through this like you ask them all the yes, man. You think they just so cocky and full of themselves. They just got to hear about themselves all day. And you just, you know, you just got to get to know people. You just got to hear them out. You don't know what they battling. You don't know what they going through. They might not even be able to tell you. Satan's after me. He's after me. He uses people around me. You know, all kinds of stuff be happening. One second, I think 
it's okay for me to hear from this person, this person. And they see, you know, this person get to talking about, you know, I don't know, all kinds of satanic stuff. Satan starts coming out of them. That's what it is. Like, you know, I had to catch them up in a few lives a few times. They'll sit up there and say, Satan's not real. I mean, God's not real. Satan's not real. It's okay for you to worship other gods, all kinds of stuff like that. Then you will, you know, get comfortable with them and think everything cool. The next, you know, they talk about you a demon hunter. You got a prophecy on your life. You know, God sent you. I thought you said God wasn't real. I thought you said Satan wasn't real. I thought you said all this other stuff, you know. Who do you work for? Who sent you? But it sounds like I'm lying. <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm lying. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I've been through too much. I got post-traumatic stress disorder, I think. I don't have it, but I may be battling with symptoms of it. And, you know, too many demons. Too many demons posing as people showing up to pull me off my walk with God. They try and tell me, you can't reach that. that you, know, you don't have to be that. You don't got to do that. That's not the truth. You know, God is not the truth. Yes, he is. He's real. He's the truth. This is the truth. I'm sure some things I could hear. But I had to block it all out because it's hard to weed it out sometimes. Different things, I be wanting to hear it. But then, you know, these things just start, you know, overpowering those things. They start, they can almost possess anybody. Like I said, this thing which controls millions. She she used so many people. And it's hard to... <laughs> so hard to believe, I guess. But it's true. And the fact that matters in the process of this, I've been raped. I've been raped. I was raped by somebody who's very known. And when I'm standing up, when I'm standing in my truth, I'm standing up for myself. You know, I'm fighting for God. I'm being I'm telling the truth about God. I'm trying to minister to people. I'm trying to, you know, fight Satan off of people, fight demons off of people. I'm trying to tell them what it really is, the truth, that they're under strong deception, different things like that. They show up spewing all kinds of nonsense, negativity, heinous, you know, hateful stuff. I've seen my future, the future version of myself. I just would never be in an environment like that. I would never be around somebody like that. I would never be in an environment like that. I would never be, you know, I beat it. I beat it all. But this is the process of beating it all. This is the process. I have to start taking preventative measures when it comes down to it. Like, I have to start. I have to get good enough to block certain thoughts before they ever reach home landing. Like, and it sounds so, you know, corny probably or weak. It's not weak. It's strong. It's strength. When Peter came to God and said, God, Jesus, you're innocent. I know you're innocent. I'm with you. You've done nothing wrong. Let's flee town before they kill you. They're looking to crucify you. Why would you stay here? Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Satan uses you. Get behind me, Satan. Satan is using you. He's using you. 
because you think like a man. I am not a man. I'm the son of God. And if the prophecy is to be crucified, then that's what I will do. I won't run away from, you know, the fulfillment of this prophecy. I won't run away from my father's orders. That's what it is, you know. It's hard. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard because, like, I know that it's it's the agenda of Satan. It's the agenda of Satan. It's, it's agenda is to keep me from my destiny. And I've seen my future. Future version of myself has taken preventative measures. Meaning you will never find me in a, ever in a fist fight. I'll never be in a fist fight or come nowhere near close to it. An, or argument of any any kind. No cursing. None of that. You know, no, you know, down talking Jesus or blaspheming Jesus' name. Out of, way out of, you know, way out of the question. And that's because I take, I learned to take preventative measures. Which means that each and every single last altercation or different things that we go through in life can be can be avoided. It can't. And I know we might want to believe you can't avoid everything. This can't be avoided. I got in my car and I drove down the street and a drunk driver hit me. How could I have avoided that? I did everything I was supposed to do. I wasn't drunk. My seatbelt was on. I followed all the traffic laws. So how, tell me how that could have been avoided. Well, you have to believe in God. You have to believe that if you keep your mind in a place with God where you're trusting that he will never, no, no, no illness, nothing bad will ever befall you or the people that you love. It will never happen. He showed me this is the truth. You got to believe if you don't believe it, then of course. So at the end of the day, yes, at the end of the day, it does come down to we are responsible for the things that happen to us in life. Because our faith is not strong enough. We are not who we should be in God. You start taking preventative measures. You trust that the Lord will protect you from anything like that happening. You trust him wholeheartedly. You remain in his presence. He will never let nothing like that happen to you. You got to. You got to. You got to. You got to let it happen. You got to let that happen. You got to. You got to trust the Lord enough. Never doubt him. Full faith and trust in him at all times. That's how you prevent this stuff from happening to you. And yes, it's going to happen anyway. That's what I'm battling now. I'm fighting big demons. Demons that are like, I will never let you get to that point. You know, I'm going to be here forever. Tearing your people up. I'm going to be killing people. I'm going to be stealing. I'm going to be destroying it ain't nothing you can do about it. God has to fight these battles for me. He has to guide me to defeat these demons. You know, he's called me to this level to do this. Anybody who don't believe it, they just going to have to see. They got to see. They got to see. It's real. I've seen it. I sit in my room. I start fighting demons. 
I start calling out on to the Lord. I stay focused and remain in the Lord's presence. The Lord guides me to do everything spiritually. And they said, I know I hear people, I hear people screaming, the demons coming out of them, coming off of them. You know, I've encountered different people. You know, they're like, you can never get me into heaven. You can't save my soul. God's not real. Next thing you know, I minister to them. The Lord used me as a vessel to minister to them. And they starting to hear from God too. I say something like, you know, yeah, this, that, and the third. They be like, no. I just heard him. I heard what he said to you. And I'm like, so you hear him now? they like, yeah, I hear him. I'm like, exactly. This is real. God is real. It's possible. You know how he heals skin diseases and called demons off of people and, you know, healed the lame, the blind, the sick. He brought Lazarus back to life. He brought the little girl back to life. He did this. This is all possible. Jesus performs miracles. It's real. He's doing it in my life right now. It's supernatural. It's big. It's it's big. He's calling me to God, my people, out of the darkness. Wake up and be led by God to hear from him yourself. Dwell in his presence at all times as the chosen nation. That's what he's calling me to do. He made me a leader. My family may not accept that. They used to sing a version of me. I heard them say it like the other day. A week ago, they said, somebody said to them, excuse me, they usually leading the people and turning the people against me. Somebody said to them, you are so brave. Now, how do you stand up against her? How do you do that? And they like, because that's always just going to be my sister. Just going to be my sister. They did that same thing to Jesus. They did the same thing to Jesus. They said, you know, he's just, he's just a carpenter's son. He's not the sent Messiah. He's not this, you know, prophet that... He's not the son of God. He's just a man. We saw him grow up. He's a carpenter's son. You know, Jesus walked on water. People saw him walking on water. His disciples, they saw him calm a storm in the midst of it. He healed blindness. Leprosy turned water into wine before our very eyes. And people say he's just a carpenter's son. And guess what? You know what else the Bible says? That he was not able to perform many wonders in that time because they did not believe. So, some people might say, you know, hey, when it come down to it, you know, it's not real. None of that stuff is real. But if you don't believe, it's not going to be real for you. You got to believe. Believe it matters. You have to have faith. You gotta trust. You don't believe it's not gonna be real for you. As soon as you believe these things start opening up for you, they start happening. And even if you don't believe, you're gonna see the you're gonna see the miracles happen. You know, he made believers out of people. But when you don't wanna believe, that's a whole nother story. Like my family, the 
they see all this stuff happening every day. They ain't missed a day of it. They see me call demons off of people. They see me hunt big demons. They've seen the demons I pulled off of people. Most likely, they're there. I know that they're fully aware because they know where to find them when they want to get back at me or tear down my destiny because they don't want to accept where I'm headed. So I know they're fully aware of these things. They will be so much involved in all of this stuff. Trading me off, selling me my sound and people, they steal it for people. People just using them to get to me. They like my biggest enemies in a way because people can't wouldn't even be able to get nowhere near me if it wasn't for them. It comes to them and I don't want to kill them or let them go. And they put me on the line. They leave me on the line hanging and dry. But at least they made me very strong. You know, it's a benefit from it. I'm extremely strong because of it. The way that they make me have to go through all of these these great lengths in order to save and help people and fulfill the destiny of my life. I've just become so strong because of it. They do all of this. And then they still say, I'm just, I'm just a sister. I'm not this demon hunter. I'm not this person. I'm not this vessel the Lord has called. You know? She's she not doing all that alone. She's not doing it by herself. She can't do all of that. But you saw me. You see me. You're very much involved. So it's, it's about not wanting to believe it. If you don't want to believe it, it's not going to be true for you. It's people who accept me. They want to believe and they see this stuff happen for their very eyes and you can't tell them nothing about me period you just can't so it's not yes man it's witnesses they're witnesses this is truth but of course yeah i could use some criticism sometimes i'm not always at my best i still want to hear their positivity i still want to hear people say stuff to me i don't never tell them a lie I don't encourage them to lie. I just encourage them to be positive and motivational so I can get back up, get back on that horse and keep going. I can't keep hearing the negativity. This stuff is discouraging. It holds you down, holds you back. You start hearing people say all this negative stuff about you. It ain't even true. It's not even true. The Lord has shown you who you are. He sees the best in you. I want to hear about the best in me so I can keep going and being the best me. So... I didn't usually never even entertain a yes man argument. I'm like, you don't understand. You don't get it. But maybe it was something that was brought into perspective lately. I kept hearing yes man, yes man. I don't hear most of the conversation. People call me a robot. They're like, you're a robot. You are a robot. You don't even, you're not even talking to me. They start talking about, you know, cuss words, B's, H's, N words, F, all this other stuff. I can't even cuss. I can't curse. I can't curse. The Lord has, the Lord has called me away from cursing almost two years ago. I have, I really haven't been cursing since. You know, I know what's going on around me, but I block it out. I don't hear curse words because they are curses. Curse. You curse someone. You're cursing someone. Demons are attached to that. You know, you start cursing. I say N word. A demon enters me immediately. It enters my heart. I have to fight it off of me. We are not N-words. God called me away from that a while ago when I met my ancestors. Never say N-word, ever. We are not those. And then these curse words. 
As soon as I curse, it enters my heart. And if I keep cursing, God will start beating me up. He beats me up. Like, not beats me up, but he will fight me. He will fight me. Or it's not even him. He'll let Satan have me. He hands me over to Satan. I hand people over to Satan for continuously cursing around me. Because it's curses. That's what it is. You are demonically possessed if you need to use that language. It's not necessary. And Satan maneuvers through you when you speak that way. And furthermore, you should know demons are associated with that. I learned that. I've been learned that God showed me. But even in the process of this, my little brother, he was like 10. He used to always say vulgar words. He was always talking about poo and pee. But he would use the, the bad words like piss and stuff like that. He was always cursing. He would They would not even make sense. He would say B-H-F, you know, all this other stuff in one sentence. No spaces, no vowels, nothing. All the curse words just at once. And none of it made sense. He would just curse all day. My mom always get on about this. Stop speaking so vulgarly. I don't want to hear that vulgar language. He would do it anyways. And he'd be like, man, I can't do nothing wrong with you. And... Now he's being held accountable by God. And I know because I started fighting demons off my brother. When I was fighting demons off of him, I was on my knees worshiping. Until my knees got calluses. I was on my knees worshiping. I passed out. I saw, you know, this was the future that the Lord showed me when I was 12 years old. Showing me that this demon was just on me going to die. So, I saw... I started fighting demons off my brother. I saw him when he was like 10. And he was cursing like that again. No spaces, no vowels, not even forming a full sentence. Just curse words, all curse words. He was cursing like that. And the demon was coming off of him. Everybody laughing. Everybody's laughing so hard. Satan is using them. The first time they laughed so hard. You know, concerning, you know abuse that we dealt with as a child they were laughing at us they were mocking us and i said are y'all serious y'all don't hear satan satan was just their deep voice and i and you know just satan and i'm like y'all don't hear him y'all don't hear him y'all all here laughing i've been telling you all this the whole time that this is demonic y'all are possessed this is not the way things are supposed to be this is satanic I've been telling you all this the whole time. Y'all don't see or hear Satan right here. Then next thing I know, somebody paid attention for a second and they was like, oh my gosh, that is Satan. Then they all start listening. When I say this demon which controls millions, that's what it is. And I try and tell people, but she wipes their memory she uses them. She controls them. I, you know, I was foolish to think that my sister in heaven was exempt from this. But I knew better still, though. Because I said, if I'm not careful, they'll use her, too. The only one they can't use is God. So, this has to happen. This has to happen. Is that real? It's not about yes, man. It's about... I hear criticism from you and I accept it. And I'm like, okay, I can start hearing, you know, criticism from you. Then they're like, oh, 
She trusts them to hear negative things from them. So let's get, you know, near her when she's not guarding her heart from these things. And then we'll, you know, say all these negative things to her. We'll snatch her heart out of her, you know, away from her. We'll have her heart. We'll torture it. The Bible says guard your heart. They want to they want to steal my heart and torture it. They need my heart. So it's not safe. I guard my heart. I guard other people's hearts. I have a whole bunch of people's hearts I'm guarding. You know, I whisper into their hearts, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Every so often. So that they are reminded who's protecting them. That they're covered by the blood. I help them to fight these demons off of them. Every single time they accept different things to their heart, I feel it in mine. <laughs> I feel it in my heart. They feel what I feel. I feel what they feel. You know, I'll hear when a demon has entered their heart, I'll call it off of it. People are fighting me for other people's hearts. I say, give me your heart. I'll protect it for you. This is really happening for real. This is real. These are my people. You know, I'm doing everything I can to win them back from this demon witch. You know, I haven't gotten help since my sister. They don't want to help me. They don't want me to win. They don't want me to have a destiny. They only helped because it was concerning someone else. That's fine. The Lord will help you. Plus, excuse me. It's all by God's design as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, I know that maybe he's not allowing them to help me. Because he wants me to be strong enough and have done it on my own. He don't want me to have help. He want me to do it by myself because that's what's required for me to become the version of myself that I will one day be. And I've, I've accepted that, I understand it. You know, different people say, I'll help you. He never did. I got to a point, just me, God, and Satan, different people around me, they pulling me back instead of helping. My sister, they helped. They prayed with me. They prayed with us. They fought for her. You know, they helped. But when it's concerning me, nobody wants to help. When it's concerning my brother, I think it's my brother. Nobody wants to help my brother. Or me. Matter of fact, they, instead of helping, they make it harder. They stand in my way. They block me. I have to beat all of them. So that's what I'm dealing with. It's not about, you know, needing yes men around me. It's about knowing what I'm dealing with now. You know, Satan wants to keep me from my destiny. He won't. But I have to get up and I have to be everybody. I have to do this with God alone. That's it. Just God. That's, he's all I need. But that's it. I've seen them help before. You know? They got so jealous at one point. That they pulled my ex, ex-boyfriend off of me. You know? Soul ties from three years fell off of me. They can't help. They won't. They won't help. But I'm a, of course, I know that that's because this demon was just controlling these millions of people. She knows that the finish of this, once I complete this, she will be, have died. I will kill her. She's not going to allow them to help me kill her. She only allowed the help before because she knew that that wasn't, you know, no, because it was for my sister. I don't know, for the baby. I don't know. 
I don't know for what reason they allowed that to happen that day. And I can get the help that day, but I can't get help now. I don't know. It's it's all odd. It's all extremely odd. But you know, it may be the fact that I'm a woman. And I've been called to a leadership position. That hasn't existed before me. Above all. And they don't want me to have that. They don't want me to be that. They're all jealous. That's what it is. They're all jealous. So yeah, even my family, they won't accept me. They won't accept this version of myself I'm going to be. They probably won't be there. That's fine. That's okay. Like, what else can I do? I can't force them to help me. I just do everything I can to fight for them and get their souls saved. And the prophecy states that I will have fought for them. I will have done everything that I can for them. So maybe that's how it happened. I let them go. And then I become strong enough to do it. It's them that's in my way, most likely. I don't know. I don't want to accuse them. I know they're being used. They don't accept me. It's not that the people in Galilee where Jesus came from didn't believe. You know, it's that they didn't want to believe. They saw him as a carpenter's son. They didn't see him as someone who could raise the dead. You know? They didn't see him as a son of God. Though he was born of a virgin, they they must didn't believe any of that. You know, if you don't want to believe, it won't be true for you. He couldn't do much in that town. You know, call one demon possessed man. He called a demon of one demon possessed man. That was it, I think. And he left because they wouldn't believe in him. <laughs> like, is that real? But that's why the Lord sent me out here. I've been a demon hunter my whole life. I'm just now being recognized. I'm only about three years ago. My whole life I was demon hunting. I had a whole prison cell full of demons I hunted in my hometown. Nobody ever recognized me as a demon hunter there. Now I'm here. Everybody know I'm a demon hunter. All these things are happening. You know, it's getting big. Like I'm famous for something. I know millions of people. It's because they didn't want to believe. They wouldn't accept me. Even now when I talk to people from my hometown, which has recently happened. They're like, no, we know you. You're not like this. You're not this person. But even if I wanted to, I could never go back to how things was. Because as soon as I did, these demons, they would come and try to kill me. And whoever else around me, I'll put their lives in danger. Trying to go back to normal with them. So... It just can't happen. And I, I just gotta... I'm changed. I'm transformed. It's different now. Nothing can ever be the same again. That's just what it is. But I thank God. Because it's all by His design. <laughs>